entertaining opening. Uh, uh, voice for TV. <laughs> And welcome to Voice for TV. I'm Luke. And I am not. He's <laughs> Luke. Today we've got another slew of topics that we're going to sit through, delve through, talk about, chat about. Um, we discussed what we were going to be doing this episode at the end of the last episode. Do you want to run through what we what we picked out of the... Let's go uh, for it. Out of the Fabulous Fez. The Fabulous Fez, as it was uh, entitled. I think it was something like that, wasn't it? I think I picked up Animals and the, the Joker card, the Wild card, the mm. miscellaneous round. Pick anything round. And I got History and Art. Highbrow. Oh, yeah. Very, very difficult. Very, very broad subjects. Yeah. I mean, what do you talk about? What are you, what are you going with first? Well, we'll do History first, okay, shall we? Okay, good. Yeah, exactly. What do you talk about in History? Like, literally... Everything. Everything that's ever happened previously. Yeah, yeah, that could, up to this very second, could be included in this topic. So I'm excited to see what you've actually bought with you. What is the worst year you've ever lived through? What year was that? This one ain't going great. Yeah, this one's not brilliant. <laughs> but, like, just, what's the worst full year? I mean, 2016 had all the celebrity deaths in it. That was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. 2016 was not a good year. Not a great year. Um, 2005, my parents got divorced. That was pretty shit. That yeah, sounds a bit terrible. Yeah, doesn't sound like a great year. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> well, this, was this me personally? Well, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you personally, fine. But but I'm going to talk about the actually scientifical scientifical. The scientific and historic worst year of all time. And this has been scientifically proven. Yes, it has. Yes. Scientists and historians have come to the conclusion that no year in the history of the planet was as bad as the year 536. Okay. Like, specifically, 536. I'm just trying to place exactly where we are in history at that point then. We're so. talking uh, Byzantine Empire. Yeah. So, Eastern Roman Empire. Um, basically the, the, the beginning of the end for the whole... End. Like it's, it's very... It's basically the end of the Roman Empire. Right. Right. This year is it played a very big part in that whole process. Uh, so, there was, there, there was... Like... like Okay, 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 okay. Right. Let's just del- let's just kick yeah, off, shall we? Yeah, start. What, yeah. what was so bad about the year 5... Year 536. 36. CE or AD. Worst year ever. There was a thing that happened called the Long Fog. <laughs> right? The, uh, a his- the, 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 the fog be long? Historical historian Procopius, I think his name was, was tra- travelling in Sicily with Byzantine Empire General Belisarius. I can't, I, I'm not entirely sure how to say the Let's names. Let's go with Belisarius. That was pretty. That yeah. sounds. It sounds right. And I can't read my handwriting, so yeah. Uh, so he wrote of a sun that gave forth light without brightness during, like the moon, during the whole year. Gave forth light without brightness. Yes. Gave forth light without brightness. Very much like the moon. Very much yeah. like the moon. Because the whole there was year. The whole year. We're talking the, the entirety of the Western Hemisphere had fog. Like, really bad. Like, and, and the sun shone for maybe four hours max. Like, you'd get a decent amount of sunshine. Well, this already makes the year pretty shit Pretty to shit through. to live through, yeah. So, so, we'll get into it later on as well. But it, it's due to... Volcanic activity. I was going to say, do we know what caused this? Yeah, it's volcanic activity. So massive, massive volcanic activity spewing up ash and just ascended the planet, half half of the entire planet, into complete darkness, basically, <laughs> for about 18 months. So we're, it's ridiculous. So as you can imagine, there was a global famine. 
as there would be because yeah, you can't grow you crops. Can't grow crops in darkness. Anything. So like we we're not talking like an isolated incident like the potato found in Ireland. We're talking like the whole, the whole of the world. Yeah. Couldn't grow anything. So there was so little food. Like farming went to shit. No sun, no plants, no food. And it wasn't just a lack of light. It was far too cold for plants to survive as well. Because the sun ain't shining. The sun ain't shining. So the, the global temperature dropped between 1.6 degrees C and 2.5 degrees C. Ooh, that's cold. Yeah. That's so chilly. Any, any Americans out there, that's 34.88 degrees Fahrenheit and, and 36.5 degrees Fahrenheit. That's, like, that's the drop in temperature we're talking about. And... This didn't sort itself out for decades afterwards. So it all started in the year 5... What fucking year was it? 536. And then they didn't get back up to temperature for a couple of decades. Like, ridiculous. Ridiculous temperatures. Okay, so so, so, so you've got this, this massive fog, this massive ash cloud that's cooling down the planet, which sounds brilliant today. Like, I, I reckon... Yeah. I, I reckon I mean, we'd do all right if... if I don't know if we would. Famine would the probably famine still would, hit us pretty hard. But I mean, the global warming thing happening at the moment would yeah, we could, they, do, we, we, we yeah. could do with something like that, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, uh, there was plague. Of I course, mean, there was. Of it, course was it was. It was yeah. five thirty-six AD. There's, there, there was always plague. I mean, so you're wandering round. You've got no food. You can't see shit because it's so dark, right? It's terrible. Yeah. You're not getting your vitamin D, <laughs> which you know would probably help to boost your immune system a bit. But not a lot of your immune system is going to be able to do against bubonic plague. Uh, it's not the bubonic plague. Different plague. Okay. We're talking a specific plague that started in this year. <laughs> in this year, yeah. Uh, so it again Byzantine Empire because it was such a big part of the world covering most of Europe at the time, uh, was hit for... It, it sort of looked like an early form of Black Death, but it wasn't quite. It started with like a massive blister on the palm of your hand, right? And then and then spread, and you grew these pus-filled blisters all over your body. Massive things, size of tennis balls. Uh, and then they'd... That sounds horrible. They'd burst and, 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 and sp- like spew pus everywhere. Not pleasant. Lots of people died. Especially... Huge city at Constantinople. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was it. Was hit the worst. Apparently, early on, hit the worst. Uh, it fucking reeked, mate. Like, stank to high. Kind of the centre of the Byzantine Empire. Yeah. Uh, no historian. Um, feel free to fact check that one. But as far as I'm aware, I'm pretty sure that's... major, major city for the entire empire. Yeah, yeah. Monday, fucking Istanbul. Absolutely stunk. Because I mean, you got pus. <laughs> fucking falling away. off everybody falling off everyone icing corpses corpses rotting in the street because like they didn't bother burying people because there was just too many too many people to bother so they uh, what's his name uh, Justinian Justinian was, he was he was the emperor the ruler of the Byzantine Empire at the time uh, and, and this was called the Justinian Plague so I bet he's feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't cause it. I feel like that's he didn't a bit cause unfair. It, but but he, his actions led to more deaths. So he he called for people to remove the bodies from the streets, as you would, because it stunk. But obviously the only people that can remove the bodies are the healthy people. So they immediately get this plague as they yeah. carry the bodies out. And then they carry the bodies out of the city... They're not doing anything with them. They're just taking them outside and chucking them, basically. Uh, and anyone that's not in the city is going to be exposed then, and it's just going to spread. Um, people it, like a lot of death. We're talking yeah. like fifty million people. Kind of puts things into perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. It does. Like they'd, they'd be like taking bodies out, and they'd all spread the plague. They'd just chuck bodies into the sea off a cliff and then they'd wash back up because tides are a thing <laughs> which is just ridiculous so yeah, we're talking 50 million people dead and that basically ended 
is by the start of the end. Signed, the death warrant on the Roman Empire, basically. Now, you'd think that, you know, that's all right. It's a bit cloudy. You're a bit cold. You're not eating well. It doesn't sound pleasant at the moment. Plague. I'm not going to lie, that's not what I'm thinking. It's, a, it's not great. A bit of plague? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but, I mean, that's just, just Europe. A bit of plague. Just, like, Western Hemisphere, it's basically like most... That's Europe, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that's yeah the where the Roman Empire's kind of localised. And yeah. if it's collapsing... Europe's fucked, but yeah. you know, there's Africa, there's Asian there's, there's, yeah, there's empires. The yeah. Snow in China in the summer. <laughs> like like not like, ridic- like this year is so silly. Like <laughs> like not not even like like early, like just like we're not talking springtime snow, which we've sort of had a couple of years ago. No. Freak weather was recorded. Frost Throughout the summer and snow in August, in China and Mesopotamia, and those are your peak growing times. So guess yeah. what? Famine. <laughs> uh, that's seventy to eighty percent of the population massacred due to famine. Due to famine because of the snow. Because of the snow in the, in August. Do we know what caused the snow? Is this the fog? No, that's no idea. The down? No. Well, the, there were reports of ash as well. Uh, but like earlier on, right? But, but, but at literal snow, it would pro- it might have been caused because of the temperature drop and, the, and things like that affected. But you don't expect snow in August, regardless no, of fog and ash. Ridiculous. Uh, the volcanic eruptions. It wasn't just that one. It wasn't just one volcanic eruption that caused all this. We're talking many. We're talking huge. Volcanic eruptions. I mean, they seem to like cover most of Europe in fog and ash. Not just Europe, North America. Lots of them. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a load of massive volcanoes all over the planet, right? Most of the research that came up with these facts and stuff came from Iceland. So they do like deep dive core, right? Core and, and they find a layer of ash. Yeah, like yeah. that date back to that exact year. Like that's when that happened there. Okay, because I was going to ask, this is like a thousand years before yeah. like the new world is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But massive, massive volcanic eruption, massive volcanic activity uh, throughout the whole year in Iceland. All year, basically just fucking blasting off. Uh, volcanoes in El Salvador went blast off too. Uh, across, volcanic eruptions across North America... Uh, it caused a little thing called the late and um, the late antique little ice age. <laughs> pretty cute, yeah. Sounds pretty cute. I've got a yeah. feeling it wasn't. Well, no, because global temperatures dropped, and there's just a layer of ash over everything. So, like the the world's largest antiquing thing. So just just all of that. Uh, there's a civilization. Uh, in Peru, called the Moche, Moch, M O C H E, Mochi civilization, uh, a dominant people uh, who had expertly crafted irrigation systems and the expert fishermen. Uh, the whole economy was based on fishing and and farming, and they were fucking brilliant at both. Not not volcanoes, fuck them over. Not not a volcano, not not snow, but an El Nino tornado weather system thing right so okay. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what that means what an El Nino is but but it caused uh, like total flooding like just just floods wow. everywhere and raised the temperature of the water so the fish basically died out so they couldn't fish anything even though there was a lot of water and it just decimated their irrigation system so they couldn't grow anything so there was more famine, more famine there, and basically wiped out that entire civilization. I mean, there was there, there was more things that happened globally in that year, but I ran out of time. <laughs> uh, I, I I stopped making notes because it's just so ridiculous. Wow! So, it's so apocalyptic levels of yeah, we're talking end of the world. Yeah, weather weather system that is you know, causing the deaths of. 
billions. Yeah. <laughs> if, I mean, it wouldn't be billions because I don't think there would. No, be I don't a think there would be a billion people on the planet yeah. at the time, but millions. But we're talking well, tens of millions, hundreds of millions. Most of the population of the planet would have been decimated, ridiculous in that, in a single year. Yeah, and the the main the two main ways that we know that this happened in this year, uh, as I said, was the core. Uh, the core samples, it, yeah. finding the the layer of ash in the ice, and, and 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 doing that from different places, and volcanic activity. You get and you sort of from layers of ash and rock, you can tell when it exploded and stuff, and from tree rings. The science of looking at tree rings, because okay. obviously very very old trees. You you slice them and you count the rings to see how old they are and, and what happened. That you can sort of tell what yeah. happened. It like there was a slowdown of growth in that year. They dated because of the lack, because of, the lack of rings and, and the lack, of sunlight. lack of sunlight, so the trees couldn't grow properly. So that's that's but how the we trees know. there fifteen hundred years old. Oh yeah. I mean, you probably get fossilized ones as well and be able to date that and things like that. Uh, an anal- anal- analysis of monetary systems as well. So how okay. much how much was being how much silver was being mined and yeah. used, and um, obviously no one was around, so no one was spending money. So the economy absolutely tanked. Global economy, not that there was a proper global economy at the time, absolutely fucking tanked. Ridiculousness. So, twenty sixteen, meh. <laughs> I mean, Bowie died. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that is the worst year, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute worst year. We lost Bowie. Yeah. yeah Rickman. Yeah. Okay. New worst year of all time, 2016. Only like, slightly edging out, to be fair. Yeah, only slightly. 5.36 for... I mean, this year's started off... catastrophe and this year, This year, 2020, started off really well. So we'll have to see what happens by the 2020 end of this. 2020 is... Yeah. It, it, this is arguably the worst year I think I've lived through in terms of globally... Yeah, in terms of global shit going on. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. But 2016 was pretty bad. 2016 was pretty bad. Yeah. That was only four years ago. Yeah. It kind of, feels like the beginning of the end now, doesn't it? Yeah. We're basically fucked. It's fine. Don't worry about it. At least we've got food. Obviously, we are living at the moment in a time of crisis. It's out, outside the apocalypse is happening. But it also means that we're living in a time of heroes. There are people out there, key workers, NHS workers, who are doing everything they can to keep us safe and protected. Yeah. So going into my... I sort of focused that hero lens on the animal world. Right. And I tried to find (laughs) animals who you could class as heroes. Are we talking, like, throughout... Time or just this year? They, no, they've throughout... really come into fruition like during this pandemic. No, this is um, these like, are historical. Birds, birds are fucking heroes. They're they're delivering parcels. They're doing shit. Are they? I don't know. Are you about to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, they're, they're, these are these are these are animal war heroes. Oh, okay. The military has got a tradition of um, using animals. There's even the uh, I believe it's called the Dickens Medal or the Dickens Medal for animal bravery. It's essentially the Victoria Cross for animals. Okay, I'm just going to clarify um, that. Yes, I did just... Yeah, you sniggered at the word dickin'. Dickin'. <laughs> um, so I've just got a few little uh, a few little stories of certain animals... Oh, yay. ...in, in wartime who were... Like, all wars, or are you focusing on... Um, it's World War One and Two. Okay. I found these stories from. Um, it's hard to find any historical evidence further back than that because records weren't as well kept and it's not as recent but animals have been used in warfare since I mean the Romans used dogs and horses and yeah well, I mean cavalry was yeah, the biggest was but um, they didn't win awards though <laughs> they didn't win awards well, they might have done there's just no record of it that I could find but anyway starting off with Sergeant Bill yay is he a duck please tell me he's a duck he's not a duck oh. he's a goat yay <laughs> yes that's, that's second best <laughs> He's the, uh, the hero goat of World War One. He is from Saskatchewan in Canada. Oh, lovely. And Canadian soldiers, when they were shipped off to France to fight on the front lines, smuggled him into France as a mascot. <laughs> um, You've got to have a goat, eh? He was... <laughs> got to take Sergeant Bill. I can't do the accent. 
He <laughs> suffered from shrapnel wounds, from shell shock, and oh. from trench foot. He got but shell. How do they know he got shell shock? Uh, they asked him, I guess. <laughs> How you doing, baby? <laughs> um, he went missing once, <laughs> and was once arrested for eating military equipment. Sorry, they arrested a goat. They arrested a goat for eating military. I don't know what he was eating. <laughs> Just gnawing on a grenade. <laughs> um, but he, his greatest feat might have been uh, the time he's credited for saving three lives oh. after headbutting men into a trench to avoid an exploding shell. Oh, what a fucking legend. Do you reckon he knew what he was doing? He just didn't like those men. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. Uh, How do you headbutt three people at the same time? I assume it was one after the other. Are we talking about the same moment, the same... I, in my head, it goes, a shell lands, the guys don't notice it, but Sergeant Bill does, so he gets them out of the way before they, they it explodes. Must have, they must have been so confused. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, cheers, Bill. <laughs> good job you were here. Um, he was awarded the 1914 Star, the General Service Medal, and the Victory Medal. Um, he has now he's been stuffed and mounted at the Broadview Museum in Saskatchewan, and there is a 2017 film called The Invincible Sergeant Bill. Amazing. We have to find that film. I have to see that. Sergeant Bill sounds like an absolute legend. Absolute legend. And we are just scratching the surface of Amazing oh, Animals in wartime. Yes! Because next we are going on to Wojtek. Wojtek, is that Wojtek. a name? Wojtek. That is the name of this particular animal. He was a Persian bear cub. Whoa, okay. Who was adopted by Polish soldiers who were, at the time... Training under the British Army in the Middle East in World War Two. Right. Um, his I don't know why this was recorded. His favourite activities included wrestling, amazing, drinking beer, <laughs> and taking showers. Oh, he sounds like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Are you a Persian bear cub? I'm not a Persian bear cub. I look like a Persian bear cub, considering <laughs> the barbers have been shut for for the last two months. <laughs> When the unit was deployed to Europe, the only way they could take Wojtek with them was to make him an official soldier. Right. So he became Corporal Wojtek. <laughs> <laughs> of the artillery supply unit. Oh my god! And he was very, very good at his job. Uh, his job was to supply artillery ammunition uh, to the gunners. Oh wow, so you just strap some am- ammo to him and... Send and him he out. would carry it off to the gunners... Fucking legend. Um, his image is now used on the unit's official badge. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and after the war, he lived out his days in Edinburgh Zoo until his death in 1963. Oh, Edinburgh. That's a in nice Edinburgh. place to end your life. Yeah. Edinburgh's lovely. Oh. And one more. This one might be my favourite. Oh, go on. Sergeant is it a pigeon. No, it's not a pigeon. Oh. Sergeant Stubby. Okay, was he a pug? Uh, from the image that I found, he looks something like a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Oh, so he's a dog? He's a dog. Amazing. In the recording of fancy, he wandered into an encampment <laughs> and was adopted by the 102nd Infantry of Massachusetts Aww. and was smuggled into France when they were deployed there in 1917. Fucking hell. I'll just smuggle a dog anywhere. How do you smuggle a goat? They smuggle the goat. <laughs> they smuggle the goat on a ship, I assume. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> and on his time on the front lines, this is World War One again, he, he kept watch and alerted the troops to German attacks. Nice. Um, he was wounded by a hand grenade and gassed several times. What? Um, and once... Did he have a little doggy gas mask? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I'm not entirely they, sure. They best have made him something. Um, oh, we'll get there. He once found a German spy and held him by the seat of his pants until US troops could complete the capture. What? He just... <laughs> Wait. How did he find... How did he know he was a German spy? I don't know, unless the guy was hiding and wasn't... <laughs> did a bit of research. Went, just somebody guy. didn't recognise, I suppose, and or... Wow. How, do you f- how would you find a German spy anyway? I'm amazed that people were spying in World War One. When his master, Corporal J. Robert Conroy, was wounded, Stubby accompanied him to the hospital. 
and then proceeds to do the rounds and cheer up the troops. Oh, I want a dog. <laughs> They're so pure. We don't deserve dogs. No, um, the women in the town, in the French town near to them, made him a blanket. He was given loads of medals, including a purple heart. Oh. And they made him a blanket to display his medals on. Oh. On his return home, he was made a lifetime member of the American Legion, the YMCA, and the Red Cross. And the rest of his military career was made doing recruitment tours for the Red Cross. Oh. He passed on in 1926 and was put on display with his medals in the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Dogs are so pure! Oh. It's incredible. It's a, like it's an impressive military career for a human for a being. Human being yeah. <laughs> and this is, he just kind of wondered, oh, there's people over there, I'll go say hello. And was thrust <laughs> into World War One and did an amazing job. Oh, what a good boy. What a good boy. The best of best boys. But I think that, like, these are just some, like, extraordinary animals within military history. But obviously, the as we've discussed, the military uses animals even today. Um, there's, you know, um, I believe the species that has won the most Dickin medals is uh, <laughs> our pigeons. Mm-hmm. For the service carrying messages in World War Two, and then after that, horses. Aww. So, you know, thank animals. you to all our animal heroes. Animals are amazing. Animals are better than humans. Opinion and fact. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've done less to fuck up the planet. <laughs> <laughs> right. You all right? Okay. So. My second topic is art. Yes, yes it is. And I went online, I went online, I, 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 I tried to search up um, different things. I, I, I didn't really know what I was doing, I was just looking for things. So I started searching like famous artists, uh, Greek art and architecture, uh, performance art, makeup artists, makeup artists in film. There, there, there were that paintings like modern art and and and, and Picasso and, and things like that, and nothing jumped out to me. And then I realised that I have no clue what actually constitutes as art. So, I have a question for you. Okay. What is art? What is art? What okay. is art? Ooh. What's your perception Ooh. of art? Because I I couldn't fathom. The amount of I wanted to. I was trying to find something that I had no idea about, and then I realised I had no idea about most of it. Like any of it, I've no, I've no, I don't know what constitutes art. Okay, well, my gut would say something to the effect of something that exists for no other purpose than to exist. Right. It's purpose is in its aesthetic aesthetic and the fact that it exists but then that kind of discludes things like theatre and film which are art in the, which are art and art. they kind of exist you know to make a commentary on something or to ask questions mm-hmm. so, which I suppose like you know your more traditional art can do as well yeah I mean like Anything so can a be a question. Yeah. What? Okay. So, what's your? You, you walked around art galleries and things, and uh, it's been a while. And, but yeah, well, I have been, been a to while. a museum in it's my life. Been, it's been a while for everyone currently. What have you seen a piece of art that has affected you, like, on 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 a big scale? We're not just talking. Oh, that's a nice bit of paint. Have, um, you, have you walked past a thing and then stopped and just looked at it and gone? What is? Do you know where my head just went? Um, there is a piece of art in Berlin. It's a huge piece of art, and it is Jewish memorial from World War Two. And it's something. It's so big you can walk through it. Oh, the big columns. And yeah, the it's these huge, and... great stone columns, and the ground kind of dips in so you walk in you end up lower than where you started and there's all these columns that are, are all different sizes and that it's a really powerful piece but purely because of what it is there to serve hmm. as it's a reminder a for reminder the, the deaths yeah and the horrific 
uh, atrocities that occurred during that horrific war. Yeah. And so that stuck with me as a piece of art, partly because of what it was commenting on, partly of what it was getting you to think about, and partly because of the scale of it. It's not something you just walk past in an art gallery. It's not hanging on a wall. You have to kind of interact. It's like yeah, interactive. Get involved piece. in it, and so by its very nature, it's going to affect you in some way. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love to go to Berlin. I'd love to see that. It's a fantastic city. Yeah, never been. Never been to Germany. Really would like to. The piece of art that affects me or affected me the first time I saw it I remember the first I can't remember the date or what year it was but I remember the first time I saw it we've got a, the post the postcard of it up on our wall it's the gentleman looking at something by Larry oh yeah we've had that on I, I yeah. didn't realise that was um, that's LS something. Lowry so a, a local artist yeah like local Manchester towards based. Manchester Stockport Bolton like this area and I just remember like walking past it, looking at it, and going, "Like it's not, it's not what's in the picture that fascinates. It's just a bloke. It's just a bloke standing there, side on, and it's called a gentleman looking at something." So I was stood there looking at this thing. I must have been twelve, maybe around that age, and it was, like, "What is he looking at? What what's he looking at? You've seen it. It's up yeah. in there." Oh, well, we'll tweet it. Well, tweet and Instagram the picture. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Voice for TV. Just a little plug there. We'll, we'll do that. But what's he looking at? Oh, sure. It's. I mean, it's so simple. To you. It's not. It's not an, like a complex picture. It's just a person standing there looking at something in front of a brick wall. What is that? Like, is he look? Is has an elephant escaped from the zoo? Is he looking at an elephant? Is there's no expression on his face? You can't tell whether he's happy or sad about seeing whatever he's seeing. What is he looking at? Well, you'd have to ask um, Lowry. And well, I can't, can I? That's not the point of the picture. That is the point. That's surely the point of the picture. Well, the subject he's chosen the, subject, the man as the, the subject, subject isn't... rather than whatever he's looking at. But that's not the subject. It's called the gentleman looking at something. What is the something? Well, no, the subject of the painting and that sentence is the gentleman, right? I don't know. Is it? Or is it a sentence that's constructed in such a way that makes you think, what the fuck is he looking at? I don't know why this picture affected me so much. I went back and had a look. Like, we walked away from it and I had to go back and have another look and then we went got the postcard of it. It's, it's, I don't know why it affected me so much. It's a bit like um, The Scream by Munch. Yeah. Um, is is that the person screaming, or, or, or are it, they hearing? Or are a they scream? hearing a scream? Yeah. Which is it? And does it matter? Why? It's a disturbing image. What is right. art? What is it? Another right. another another brilliant piece of art that I saw and heard. I can't remember where we were when we saw it and heard it, but it's there was, there was a set of headphones and and an image and the. The, the sounds that you heard when you put it on was every Beatles song played overlapping each other. Like, so it started with, with I think it's um, Hey Jude is the longest one, or, or Penny Lane, I can't remember which one. So it starts off okay. there, and it plays... So so the, the middle, the middle line of every song is right in the middle. And it's played forwards and backwards, all overlapping each other. Just, ridic- just ridiculous soundscape, ridiculous, and then it's accompanied with the lyrics for all of the songs, all overlapping, all just like a big mess on on this piece of paper. I don't know why, but it fascinated me. Now, is that art by the artist who put it all together, or is that the Beatles' art? I would say that's art by the artist who's put that all together. The Beatles are the songs exist as their own form of art, but the artistic endeavour of that piece that you've described isn't the writing of those individual songs, it is taking those elements and doing something different to say something different. Okay. 
Is it art though? Yes. Or is it just someone went and used Audacity and just put all the Beatles songs and thought this will be funny and then went on to Word and just went this will be hilarious if I did But there's this. so much art out there. I mean Jackson Pollock um, yeah. you know, made millions by just throwing paint cans at canvases. Yeah. There's there's a piece of art of someone of a urinal on its side and just signed. Like, is that art? Tracy Evans made bed. Yeah. Is it art? It's and 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 performance art, right? Let's get into that performance art. It, what makes I, I was watching videos of of people describing performance art and their performance art, and the conclusion that they all came to was you don't need to have a point. You just do what you want. You just go on stage and do things. It doesn't matter the the outcome. You can get naked. You don't have to get naked. You can you can paint yourself. You can just sit there and let people do things to you. Is that art? Sitting um, sitting in a white space, just sitting down and saying, like, Here, here's a bunch of things. Here's some paint. Here's some food. I'm going to sit here for twelve hours. Do what you want. I had some points, but they've gone out of my head now. Sorry. <laughs> like what? I don't know what art is. I don't know how to describe it as an entity because there's so much. There's so many different facets of it. It's bizarre. I can't think of any one other thing in in like human life that has more facets than art. That could be true, but then that's kind of the point of art. Art in its most basic format I suppose is a way of expressing something right but then do with that what you will there is a thousand different ways to express one particular emotion or one particular idea it's fascinating but that's what makes it great that's what makes it a worthwhile endeavour yeah why isn't it funded properly Because I think that's a more fascinating conversation to be having and to start than actually just picking a a bit of art and talking about it. Because art affects everything and everyone in different ways. And it's amazing. I mean, we're both technically artists. We are both technically artists. Yeah. But I wouldn't count it as art. Would you not? Would you not count acting as art? I wouldn't count myself as an artist. Really? No. I, I wouldn't have until well, we jumped down this fucking rabbit hole. I would like previously would not have considered myself an artist. I would have. It's a very narrow form of art, I suppose. Yeah. Acting, like it's one specific avenue of expression. Is but is, it is still expression, and you are still creating something. Is a podcast art? Ours isn't. Ours isn't. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's a fair comment. On that note, do you want to crack on with yeah, yours? Sure. <laughs> So this is the wild card round. Yes. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Do what you want. Um, I've scoured the internet. I've come up with a little game for you. Oh, yeah, I love games. It's a little quiz. Oh, I don't like quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> Not very good it's, at them. It's a movie quiz. Oh, okay. That's all right. I've scoured Twitter. Dangerous. For people's best explanations, best plot synopses. Oh, God. Within two sentences. Oh, God. All right. Guess the movie. Oh, no. How many? There's ten. Oh, this isn't going to be good. People are idiots. Seven is a victory. Seven. Oh, God. That's way too many. It's easier than you think. Okay, number one. A billionaire devotes his fortune to cosplay and beating up the mentally ill. (laughs) What? A bill... What? A billionaire devotes his fortune to cosplay and beating up the mentally ill. I... I've not... I don't know. The only films I can think of. Uh, it's definitely not Great Gatsby. No, it's definitely not Great Gatsby. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean... It, Great Gatsby devotes his fortune to getting laid. It definitely can't be... Fifty Shades of Grey. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, it could have been Fifty Shades of Grey, but no, it's not. I don't know. Oh, I don't want to... Oh, I don't want to get the first one wrong. That's terrible. 
Oh, a billionaire devotes his fortune to cosplay and and what? Beating up the mentally ill. <laughs> I don't know. Batman. Oh my god. <laughs> of course it's Batman. How could it be anything else? Whoa, Number two. God. Okay, I know the level now. American invades foreign land, kills local leadership, and struggles to find an exit strategy. What? That's so vague. American invades... Go on, say again. American invades foreign land, kills local leadership, struggles to find exit strategy. Oh no, I'm going to fail so badly at this. Uh, I mean, that could be every war film. <laughs> Basically, is it a war film? It's not a war film. Is it a comedy? <laughs> um, it's an adventure. It's an with adventure. a happy ending. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Nope. I don't know. Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, got you. <laughs> oh my god. She did straight up murder that witch. Just dropping a house on her. Yeah. Number four. Uh, three, sorry. Uh, a guy learns to love his girlfriend without her Instagram filters. <laughs> oh no. Um. Oh my god. Why am I so bad at this? I feel like these are so vague. How was I ever meant to get any of this? Oh, I've got to get this one. <laughs> I can't. Oh. You might struggle on this one. Oh my this god, this one is a little bit vague. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm picturing one of those '90s or early 2000 uh, rom-com inverted commas things. It is early 2000s, and I suppose you could classify it as a rom-com. I suppose I could classify it as a rom-com. Okay. Say it again. It's something about Instagram. A guy learns to love his girlfriend without her Instagram filters. Instagram isn't a thing in the film. Isn't a thing in the film. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. Shrek. What? Fuck off. (laughs) They're They're not boyfriend and girlfriend, though. That's misleading. That's a myth. I... I... Amanda recount. They're married by the end. Yeah, but they're not together at the beginning. Number five, uh, four. Oh. An old man pretends to be bedridden for years until he gets a chance at some free chocolate. Oh, I've said it. Chocolate chocolate yeah. Factory, yeah. yeah. You got one. Yes, I'm on the board. I need to get the rest of them. I like this one. A series of naps. Is that it? Yeah. It, oh, oh, oh. Um. Uh, uh, I'm putting on my head. Uh, <laughs> I know what this is. Inception. 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 A series of naps. Yeah, yeah, I like um, that one. That's good. That's a good. Uh, this is a series of films. Okay. A group of a group spends nine hours returning jewelry. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> three. All right, I want to roll now. I've, I've got it. Uh, this one. A little, little bit more vague. Oh, no. A talking... F- um, remember, this is Twitter explaining films badly. <laughs> yeah. A talking frog convinces son to kill his dad. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. A talking frog convinces son to kill his dad. Is there actually a talking frog? No. Is it... This being that looks a bit like a frog who talks. Is it... Uh, Danny DeVito that plays this frog. No, because <laughs> that's what I'm, is it an insult to the actor? No. So what? It's not a talking frog. There's no frog. There's no frog. I'm, I'm fixating on this frog. It convinces. I mean, this is a. If it helps, this is a specific film within a larger series of films. That doesn't help. <laughs> How would that help me? Talking frog. Think. Think about the son and dad. Thing. It's one of the most famous father-son relationships in cinema. Have I seen this? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. 
fuck off. No. No. Oh, that's so mean on Yoda. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh. Number eight. Oh, no. <laughs> I've only got three, haven't I? Yeah. Oh. A drug-addicted girl takes advantage of a mentally challenged boy for three decades. What? Um, is that... It, it is... It, uh, okay. I don't know. Oh, yes, I do. Forrest Gump. Yes! Yes! Oh, I was, oh. Oh. Oh, I was so close to giving that throw in the towel there. Oh. I was about to give it to you. Oh, oh well done. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Oh, my God. Four. <laughs> Number nine. Depressed widowed father teams up with mentally challenged woman to find his disabled son. Uh, well, at the start of that, I was thinking up. Like, but then he said, "He's not fathering up." Depressed uh, yeah. widowed father teams up with mentally challenged woman to find his disabled son. Find his disabled son. Mentally challenged woman is. I'm assuming she's not mentally challenged. Like Yoda's not a frog. She has a very specific mental disability. Right. Oh God. Have I seen it? Yeah. Should I get this? I mean, I don't know what other film this could be, but it has kept certain aspects of the, of the plot pretty vague. Oh no. Oh. They're Read not. Again. I'll give you a hint. They're not human. That, that doesn't help. Read it again. Depressed, widowed father... Oh, of course! ...teams up with of mentally course. challenged woman yeah. to find his disabled son. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is correct. Oh, my God. Is that five? Oh, my God, that's five, That's yeah. five. See if you can get six. Well, I can't win, though, can I? It's not a winning score. This, this I really like this one. This one might be my favourite one I've left it to the end. <laughs> A wise-cracking boiler technician teaches high school students to believe in their dreams. <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> I feel like if you don't know it immediately, you're just going to overthink it. I mean, overthinking might help on this one. Like, it's um, a wise-cracking boiler technician. Yeah. Okay, how many boiler technicians are there in cinema? Uh, teaches high, this is a high school it's got high school students in it our protagonists are of high school age to and this is a very specific believe in their dreams take that literally is it a kids movie? no oh <laughs> in my head it was Hong Kong Fooey <laughs> Hong Kong Fooey? yeah he's a, a Janet already <laughs> number one super guy <laughs> oh, wisecracking boiler technician! A wisecracking boiler technician teaches high school students to believe in their dreams. Believe in their dreams. Oh my god! Is it Nightmare on Elm Street? It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Amazing! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, well done. Six. Can I have a win? If I'll give you a win. I'll you, take the you win. You struggled. Some of those were yeah. were clearly harder than I was anticipating. I mean, there's so that. Oh my god! The fucking Yoda is a frog. <laughs> uh, so stupid. That's so stupid. Well, you can thank Twitter for that. Yeah, thanks Twitter, you prick. And perhaps if... follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps if anybody out there has got their own uh, movie plots explained badly, they yeah. can they can tweet them at us. Tweet them at us at Voice for TV hashtag shit movies. <laughs> Good God! That, that, that's that's the that's it. That's that the last it. one. That was the last. That's all I've got for that round. I'm afraid that was oh. a wild card round. Oh my God! I can't believe I only got six. That's so stupid. Shall we find out what's on the docket for next week? Yes, I'll go get the fantabulous Fantastic Fez. Oh, I said fantabulous. Fantabulous. I prefer fantabulous. We'll stick with that now. Okay. Yeah, well, we won't. Um, Right, so 
I will go first because you're going to be doing our wild card round. What have you got? What have you got? What have you got? 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 Oh, you're not going to like this film. Oh, for God's sake! Oh, I wanted that. Oh no! Oh, forget art again. I'm going to Oh, what have I got? What's this one? Oh, paranormal. Paranormal. Was that ever a category? I did not know that. Yeah. That was a that's I, a surprise I, to I me. I threw that one in. <laughs> paranormal. Paranormal. I, I like it as a category. So uh, it'll be fun to see what you come up with. What did I pull? <laughs> Drink. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Paranormal and misc and drink. And drink and. Film. Film. I'm I good mean, at both of those yeah, things. Yeah, both, both of those things. You sort of you in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening to Voice for TV. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah. We had good fun recording it. Yeah, it's been a laugh, that. I've been Luke, he's been Andy. He has been Andy, and he has been Luke, and we have been the Voice for TV. Thanks for tuning in. We shall see you again next time. Well, we won't see. We won't see. We won't it's see an audio medium. It's audio. It's audio. So we won't see anyone. I'll see Andy again next time. Yeah. See you. Oh, oh, oh fuck's sake! I've said see you again. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Voice for TV. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Voice for TV. So just go give us a follow. And on Facebook, just search up Voice for TV, and you'll find us. Please also get in contact via email with suggestions for topics, thoughts you've had, or just something you want to ask us. That's voice4tv at gmail.com uh, I'm Andy, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy underscore Cantillon or on Instagram at Andy Cantillon Luke is currently working on his social media so keep an eye out for that Thank you to Jack Smith for the music and Jenny Brown for the artwork and thank you to everyone that's helped out thus far and thank you guys for listening Keep doing that Bye bye